0: Today's guest, Laura Jewel, is doing her PhD in neuroscience. This field has seen extreme advancement and get us closer to know how actually the mind works. Being said that, there are still gender discrimination in this field. According to an article named "Women in Neuroscience: A Numbers Game," published in 2006, it has been said that although 50% of the Neuroscience Ph.D. students are female, the number is 25% when it comes to tenure-track Neuroscience professors. In case of tenured full professor, the number is even low, it's 22%. They have attributed disparity due to two reasons. Firstly, female are pursued as primary caregiver that hinders them from academic achievements. As a second reason being, females are subjected to stereotypes and biases. One example taken by them is when it comes to workshops or seminars presented by any female presenter, they are more often interrupted, even their findings are more questioned than their male counterparts. While in this century, neuroscience is taking a leap to understand more and more how vine works, encouraging and involving more female vines would actually, I think, accelerate exploration. Let's hear from one of the accelerators that is doing a very fantastic job and hear her story. Keep listening. Thank you. Hey, so, first of all, I want to uh, like, correct your uh,
1: name,
0: right? It's Laura and the last name? Yeah.
1: Good Duval.
0: Duval. Thank you so much for coming into the podcast today. And uh, you are doing your PhD at University of Auckland in neuroscience. Yeah. And you have done your master's at University of Montreal. Yeah, exactly. And you are also an uh, uh, educator, you educator at Bengal High School, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah apart, it's, um...
0: Yeah. Sorry. Apart from that, you are also a freelance, like a designer of uh, presentation. You have a freelance yeah. site for that. So how yeah. all, how can you like uh, collate all of the, those in 24 hours? Like you are doing your PhD, you are running a successful uh, Instagram page, you
1: are also freelance. So is your day always hectic? No, not really. I'm not gonna lie. My day is very, very chill. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, well, I'm studying remotely, so m- my supervisor, she gives me like a set of tasks. For instance, uh, for, for the last month, it was focus on your review, and now I'm focusing on my thesis. And so usually I allocate um, most of my days is for my university work. Then if I have like some freelancer work, I will focus on that for like one or two hours. And then I have <laughs> I have to do my driving license. So I'm practicing a lot my theory because uh, it's awful. I don't know if you have your driving license, but it's probably the worst thing I'm do- <laughs> I've been doing. <laughs> So the next thing is like you are
0: in your PhD. You've just started, I think, on March. Yeah. So Uh, yeah, uh, April. 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 Okay.
1: Yeah. What's your work on? Can you elaborate more on that? Okay. So basically, my my thesis, the title is "Walking After Stroke." So I have three projects that are all about uh, the rehabilitation of walking for stroke patients. And uh, right now I'm working on, well, I'm done with my review and the review was on using video games. So um, like, for instance, uh, virtual reality or like uh, Wii, uh, for the rehabilitation of working for stroke patients, multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's disease. And that was really, really cool to research because it's fairly new and um, it's like, uh, like in all the new uh, area of uh, of research, there's a lot of things that go wrong, so it's it's cool to be able to to like shape it, help shape shaping it to a, a good better direction. So it's super exciting. So is it like something that uh, a simulation, uh,
0: the video means you a part of? Yeah. Science- so, so, simulation?
1: Simulation, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, um, there, actually there are a lot of uh, different type of uh, EXO game and that's kind of the problem because they are comparing very different types of games. So for instance, uh, one study could be doing a treadmill uh, training but uh, with a, a video recording of people walking in the street. And so that would be considered... Uh, like an exo game, but it could also be a patient doing Wii sport. So it's it's like very difficult to navigate it because they compare like uh, so holy, yeah. So well, when you start with your
0: uh, experiment?
1: i I'm, I'm hoping to start uh, when I finally go to New Zealand. Crossing my fingers.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very annoying. But uh, basically, I have three projects, and uh, the first one is uh, testing the my my supervisor. She's been working on an algorithm that predicts if a patient will be able to walk again um, in the sixth next month. So they take like uh, stroke patients and they they get a, like a, a sample of measures, and uh, and they can predict it. And she's been doing that on small scales, and my project is to do like in in a bigger sample. Uh, the problem is with COVID, I can't be there, so. Um, yeah uh, i think they're going to start doing the 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 experimenting and they will send me the data and i will do like analysis and things like that but uh, i'm hoping i will be able to get there as soon as possible so you are being an analysis
0: so for the data
1: how do you collect it from hospital oh uh yeah yeah i think um if I understand properly, because I've i not been there, but if I understand properly, um, in the lab, um, we're like, a, I don't know, I think we're like 10, 10 uh, students, something like that. And part of uh, our job is to um, to meet patients and ask them if they want to participate in the study. So we are working in the hospital. And um, then when we have like their, their Um, their consent uh, we bring them in and then we do like the measures and uh, when i say measures it's mainly like the tests like for instance you make them walk for like six minutes and you record their speed stuff like that and um, um, i don't know if i'm gonna do that but uh, i knew in my old old life we do we did the emg recording so you you like uh, put electrodes on the muscle and you record uh, the activation. So stuff like that, it's, uh, it's very like, uh, I don't want to say surface level, but it's not intrusive uh, lab techniques. The next thing I wanted to ask you
0: is like, how yeah. do you get your inspiration or your interest on neuroscience?
1: Okay, um, well, um, I've wanted to work on in neuroscience for a long time, but at first uh, I chose to go to biology because I didn't think I was like good enough to go to neuroscience. And uh, after my bachelor, I did um, a cognitive science certificate, and in this course, um, I did um, a class on uh, on cognitive science uh, applied to like um, uh, well neuroscience, basically. And uh, she made us uh, research some scientists. And uh, mine was uh, Grégoire Courtin, who works on spinal cord injuries and uh, on ways to make a um, patient walk again. And uh, f- for me, it was super interesting. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, working on that. And um, that's uh, why when I started researching my supervisor for my master, um, I knew I, w- I wanted to work on that, but um, there were not a lot of labs in my university working on that with like um, available spots. So I started with fundamental research, uh, not at all on walking, and um, but I-, I kept it in my brain and I was like, okay, for my PhD I want to do that, <laughs> and I found a teacher working on walk, on uh, on uh, stroke rehabilitation for uh, walking. I'm very happy to be there, finally. You
0: moved from France to Canada for your bachelor's, or there were the elementary studies that there.
1: also I Originally, I'm from Réunion Island. So when I was 18, I moved to Montreal for my bachelor, and I stayed there for six years. And uh, the plan was to uh, go back to France, Goodland, but uh, COVID was like, no, you're not going uh, to uh, New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a year since I'm here in France, okay. and I'm going. Uh, I'm staying at my parents' home, and then I go to my boyfriend's home, and then go back. And we okay. we don't really have like a home right now. <laughs> Just <When> moving. <laughs> you
0: can uh, go back to New
1: Zealand. I'm hoping it would be uh, in January or February because yeah hopefully because uh, they are doing really good on the vaccination right now they, they are really trying to to change the way they handle covid because uh, basically until now they wanted to have like zero cases but they're starting to see that uh, it's not a long-term solutions so basically if i understand properly they want to uh, do the full vaccination as soon as possible and open up supporters uh, like slowly and uh, all the university are really trying to make us come in so that's good <laughs> we have their support <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so the next thing i want to ask is like uh, any technique that you are
0: using do you think is useful for the most, and any experience any experiment or technique that you want to learn that you can tell about out
1: um Well until now I've been walking um, with healthy patients uh, uh, well uh, subjects and um, one thing I really I'm really looking forward is uh, walking with patients because I think it's a whole different type of walk and um, especially on in terms of uh, like communicating with uh, older people making fe- Making them feel like secure and uh, confident in their capacity I think is is really beautiful and uh, it's really something I'm looking forward to uh, doing, especially since um, in New Zealand they are doing a lot of work to include uh, Maori and Pacific people in the process because they don't have access to healthcare as well as uh, New Zealanders. so. One thing that I'm interesting about, interested about is uh, learning how to accommodate those population as well. So I think it's super important to have like uh, the same um, level of, of healthcare for all. So that's something on the human level I'm very interested about. And um, in terms of techniques, I won't really do um, a lot of technical things, I think. Um, so it will mostly be um, behavioral tests. So I think my my the things I will learn mostly will be like handling patients, all the administrative work which I know nothing about, and I'm not looking forward. <laughs> and uh, statistics, uh, scientific writing. My supervisor is really, um, she really wants me to be a better student when I when I uh, finished my PhD, so that's super reassuring. She she wants me to write better and stuff, so that's that's nice. I, like, uh, I was thinking uh, that you were talking about inclusivity of study, and um, like there are
0: many studies where I've seen there is huge gender gap, you know, most of the... Um, like, uh, you know, 60% of those uh, subjects, there are men there, not women. The most of the tests were done on men. So, is it something that uh, needs to be addressed? What do you think? That, and uh, how can we change that thing in neuroscience? Specifically?
1: Um, in terms of patients, I know that uh, in a lot of studies, um. Uh, scientists have seen female subjects as more difficult because uh, of uh, like the um, hormonal cycles. So I know in a lot of studies it's super difficult. Uh, super difficult. Like they could make the effort, obviously, but they choose not to. But um, in my research, I think um, I think we should be able to get the same number of patients. Um, But I know that in several uh, neurological disorders, the population touch is different. For instance, uh, in my review, I looked at uh, multiple sclerosis and uh, a lot of patients are actually female. So most research had uh, a bigger amount of uh, female patients than male. So like, I think it also depends on, on like the, yeah, ho- how much the, the the different gender are affected by the by the disease? But I think in in stroke, I th- I could say something stupid, but I think uh, male are more affected by the uh, for stroke. I think I I, I would need to fact check, but <laughs> yeah,
0: I I think that's
1: true. Like if I remember properly.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's- I also think that, but yeah, I think okay. So you're saying that uh, because the number of populations affected, it's different for male and female. That's
1: why there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, but obviously, like uh, I, I think, a researcher need to make an effort to have like a, to have like a representative uh, sample like uh, just because it's convenient to have only male patients is just like a stupid excuse for not including f- female patients.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I, I, I actually took up some papers for my own uh, studies and I've gone to them But most of them are not doing either the gender-based study for that or the people that are doing, doing it, uh, the most of them are men you know, uh, yeah. or the subjects are men. So.
1: It's really annoying uh, yes. when uh, when you do like uh, uh, medic, um, uh, not medic, um, um, okay. health produce yes, yes. like uh, pills, etc. And you see that the, the sample studied is like mostly male, and you're like, okay, but like, what's the effect on female? What is the effect on this? This and yeah, right. because we know that there are
0: changes more on female. We take that into consideration and see that uh, how these hormones are changing the you
1: know the effects for example, the sample the data. Yeah. So you were in neuroscience and like your MSc was also in neuroscience. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, my PhD is like uh, the name is uh, medical and health science. It's like. Okay. The, the work is basically neurosciences because you're we're interested in like brain and uh, nervous system but uh, my master, however, was really like a master in Neuroscience like uh, now I'm in the Faculty of Medicine, so everybody in my family is happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great so uh, in
0: Neuroscience, what is yeah. the most important or interesting aspect for
1: you uh, in research or in study, let's say, are you doing- okay. mm. I think we're, like when starting um, researching, uh, it, it kind of feels like uh, Indiana Jones, like uh, it's a whole new thing that we can research, it's like it's one of the only thing where we don't know anything yet. So it's really interesting to be able to find new things and see other researchers doing awesome things. And uh, I'm really interested in the clinical aspect. like fundamental research is, is nice, but uh, clinical has like direct uh, implications. Yeah, which I think is amazing. Uh, that's probably what's like pleased me the most with uh, neuroscience like I feel like I'm part of the change. <laughs> yeah,
0: the clinical uh, sciences are the, like the, first, the forefront where the change can yeah. happen. That's, like if I so as this podcast is based on uh, women and science, so do, do you think that there are uh, enough women in neuroscience, and what do you think can change the scenario for the better?
1: So can can you repeat? I'm yeah. not sure I understood. So,
0: as uh, uh, this is based on women in science, so in neuroscience, do you think there are enough women in their organs?
1: Okay. Um. One th- really cool thing I saw when I, I did my master is that uh, there were a lot of women in my class, which was wow. really nice because uh, in biology it was uh, mostly male dominated, yeah. but uh, in, in neuroscience we were a lot of uh, f- uh, female students, which was awesome. Um, one thing I noticed that I didn't really like is that um, uh, there were a lot of um, bias in terms of, uh, uh, for instance, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, there were one, one girl in my class who, who dressed very uh, feminine and girly, and she was not taken as seriously as uh, other girls who dressed more uh, modest and, and like uh, men like if it makes sense and that was really annoying because it really made me self-conscious about uh, what i should look like as a scientist if i want uh, people to take me seriously and listen to what i'm saying so that was annoying because it was uh, mostly women in this class and we had the same bias and uh, that's very problematic i think yeah (laughs) but was. It's so nice to see the sicoms community on Instagram because a lot of uh, a lot of them are women. Uh, when I see my stats, a lot of uh, the people following me are women, and they all look very different. I see like super feminine women doing awesome things. I see uh, less like uh, feminine women doing science, and it's really cool to see that it's a, a large spectrum, and I can basically look like whatever I want. <laughs>
0: stereotype that if you, uh, you know, dress up it cannot do signs. That that's very stupid you know you can, you can dress up anyway, and you can do yeah. anything but that, that's a uh, that's a like a thing in here in india also like whenever there are people showing up a bit more dressed up they are being stereotype okay so she will not work as hard or as smart yeah. as the other people What is this thing, because I don't understand, yeah, and it's 21st century, everything is changing, this mentality also should change, and I think, you know, science communication pages on Instagram are doing so much for this, because we are seeing the changes on social media right now, but I I am sure that it will change in real life also. Yeah, it's
1: really exciting, yeah.
0: Yeah, so about that page, so you, are, uh, you have a page name, yeah, just one more
1: page right? Yeah. So what is the inspiration behind this page? Okay. Okay. Uh... Well, as a remote student, I did not meet any student from my PhD right now. The only contact uh, with other students I have is from a WhatsApp group of uh, other remote students from Oakland. So that's that's really nice, but uh, it's one WhatsApp group and we we don't work in, in the same field. Uh, they're not really like scientists, uh, like not A lot of them are engineers and working in math and stuff like that. So I did not relate too much to them. Uh, Like we we talk and it's awesome. I really enjoy talking with them, but it's a bit different than research people. And uh, then I started looking at uh, sitcoms on Instagram and I thought, Oh, that's that looks awesome. They all look super cool. I want to (laughs) join. So uh, i decided i decided to make my account but uh, i was a bit worried because i didn't know if uh, my voice was relevant and uh, now that i'm doing it uh, it feels great i love it i, ho- I always want to post and
0: <laughs> your your posts are so informative i i will take an example that i always tend to whenever i am reading i tend to do something like uh, you know subconsciously you know so i have all, like a ball which i play whenever i am like uh, reading but you thought about something a fidget you might think whenever you read you use
1: that? yeah it's a, it's a little box and i just like play with it,
0: play with it. Yeah. <laughs> so i i looked up the internet and i found it and i re- ordered it so it's it's a great oh. thing it's a, it's really i didn't know about it so that's a very yeah. you know uh, you know very layman example but your posts are very very important
1: very I love those I'm glad if it can help for me it was like a life changer in exams because I used to like play with my hair a lot yes. and just like I, I needed to do something, something. with my hands yes. and it just like make me like uh, like uh, I can't I can forget about my hands and do something That's else that, yeah. which is really nice yes. I mean, it, it
0: happens to a lot of people you know yeah. What, what yeah.
1: One of my friends in one exam, one of my friends was doing this with his hands and like uh-huh. moving, and yes. I could not keep my eyes off him. It was just like so annoying. Uh-huh. I just wanted to give him like something to play with because <laughs> he was just like. something there, yeah. That's,
0: that's, 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 you know, that's a very uh, like, a short example of what you uh, were doing. I will uh, share your. Uh, instagram account online show now so more people will find obviously you're doing great with your, uh posts so i i personally uh find it very very helpful so congratulations on that also thank you and please continue me with so uh, the next yep. thing is like uh, i wanted to uh, talk about you also have a uh, you are also an so you yep design uh,
1: presentations yeah i i i do uh, like a template for presentation i do website like on on weeks i do editing and stuff so i'm not i'm not a pro yet but uh, it, it's really nice for me to have like something outside of uh, my studies that i can do and uh, so, so the extra money is great because I don't have funding right now. <laughs> so I'm really happy with the, the extra money. <laughs>
0: You're not uh, getting your uh, uh, your style, right now? Sorry? You're not getting your funding, uh,
1: your stipend,
0: your money right now for tasting.
1: No. No they don't pay you. Uh, so basically the plan is to for me to take like a, a teaching assistant position when I'm there and uh, also we're going to apply to all the scholarships because the, the problem is that um, scholarships uh, for international students are, are very uh, limited and it's very competitive so I was super sad when I did not get mine. But uh, now that I, I'm gonna have free pa- free papers, free paper, sorry, free papers and stuff, I hope it's gonna be helpful. So, when
0: you're to apply
1: for your Uh I don't know yet because I keep asking my my supervisor, but she does not know as well. But yeah, she, she's aware, like I've told her, uh I I will need to be paid, like I, I will need I, I have savings but it's not enough for four years. You, don't think there is enough
0: savings. you can
1: save enough for four years. That's yeah, Like I, I I think I can I can survive one year. Yes. <laughs> but two it's more than is that enough. it's gonna be. Yeah, it's going to be complicated, so please pay me send <laughs> <Some> money, please.
0: You're going to be
1: a Yeah, hopefully. So you
0: have an experience before teaching, as a quality in So how was the experience?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. It was um, in high schools. And basically, um, it's um, a non-profit uh, made in, uh, I think it was McGill University and they did a collaboration with uh, my university, uh, University of Montreal. And basically they they want to make uh, neuroscience accessible to students from uh, disadvantaged backgrounds, because most of them, they, they don't even think about doing uh, med school or, or even just going to university is like not, not really an option for them in their mind. So they, they really want to like introduce them and make them see like jobs options and uh, yeah, and I think now they're also doing uh, in prison, but uh, I I couldn't stay for longer, so I did not do it. But uh, teaching high schoolers was really really cool actually. I had uh, I had three classes, so I would do uh, like uh, one day with uh, uh, two two hours per class I think if I remember properly. So it was a bit exhausting, but. Um, it was really nice uh, a bit scary at first because they're all like super tall and they're all like very intimidating <laughs> <laughs> but uh they found neuroscience pretty cool like like it's like it's uh it's hard at first to make them care about it but when they start uh f- finding, like, uh, things they can understand and relate to. It starts to interest them, and they start asking questions. And then you have, like, the whole class trying to pitch things, and uh, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Oh, awesome, I think. So, AI, can you talk about your vision,
0: like, after PhD, what do you want to do
1: Post-doc or, uh, you're going to play the yeah, definitely a postdoc. I'm not leaving school <laughs> just yet. Um, my T.I. actually told me that uh, she thinks it could be possible that I do my postdoc with her because I have uh, one project at the end of my studies that we will do a, a pilot article and it would be nice to do like a bigger scale uh, trial. So that's an option. but. Um, yeah, the plan is to do a postdoc, and uh, um, I th- I think I would like to do like researcher professor. Wow. Yeah, but probably back to France because uh, all my family is here. My boyfriend's family is here as well, so it's it's easier on the long term. Okay, so
0: the last thing I want to about you or know, you ask you is that do you have any advices? for international students or national students in uh, those are you know in Auckland or in Canada and say that how was, how was your experience and anything related to seeing it. And if you want to say it and bench also you can go for it.
1: Okay. Well my first advice would be to really care about your mental health because I think uh, I've discussed this with a lot of students, but uh, it's difficult to maintain a, a work-life balance. And sometimes it's it's uh, easy to fall into the, I'm gonna work till 2 a.m. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and then you're exhausted. And you, you need to be able to, to like take breaks and, and signal to your supervisor that you need a break or you need help. And uh, I think it's very important to, to feel like you have uh, a support, and uh, that's uh, that's one problem that I see with a lot of uh, professor and university is uh, the lack of support for for students. Um, well, I've been very lucky because my my current supervisor is very caring and um, and she she really wants to help. And my my previous supervisor was really really nice and caring as well so it's, it's it has not been an issue for me personally but I've seen a lot of students who were not able to ask for help and it's it's really hard to see because uh, for a PhD it's four years if your four years is, are terrible it's like how, how can you go on so so yeah my, my main advice would be to like take care of your mental health and like make it a priority. And uh, my second advice would be to, um, like, I know uh, imposter syndrome and feeling like your mistakes are the, like the, the, this big thing. Uh, it's uh, it's a, a big problem for students, but I think it's important that we, we start taking our mistakes as like improvement opportunities. And uh, I'm struggling with that, but uh, it's a shift in, in, um, in the thinking process. But I think it's very helpful and it's better on the long term than just like uh, feeling like you suck and everything you do is terrible. <laughs> these are, these are like and, and, you know, keeping those in will definitely help
0: you. It will, I think, you know,
1: uh, improve your performance. Your study. Yeah. Thank,
0: you. Thank you. so much for this. is there anything you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Okay. Like any
1: projects or anything you want on your hobby or anything. So well, um. I want to do a, I want to join the scientific journal club of my uh, my university so if anyone has tips on that I'm I'm a taker. <laughs> Please DM me and give me advice. Okay. <laughs> so I think we are ending all this uh, podcast. So thank you so much for learning. I, I well, thank you for offering. Thank you
0: so much. I think it having on this podcast you the title of your was very interesting and I, I hope that you know
1: uh you were what you would be in your life will be so interesting. Well thank you for offering it was super nice to meet you and finally like s- see some people is yes. always nice. <laughs> thank uh-huh. you Zoom. <laughs> but, uh,